All right, so we're on. It's Ariana here Hi. and Nikki sitting with us, Hi, our Nikki. cute little ancient puppy over here. <laughs> She's a 13-year-old doggy. So, so I haven't seen you in a long time. And yes. I've missed you so much, and I've just missed friendship and connection. It's Absolutely. It's been a really long time, so it's really good to see you. You know, it, it's funny because when I think about the last time we saw each other, it was in that event in Jersey, mm -hmm. and that was when I first was able to sit on like <laughs> a hot bay ceremony yep. and you the way whew, all the emotions <laughs> that came up for me yeah. I mean wow it's I think that was the first time I was able to really sit with my pain but without trying to fight it like mm. with my grief and I know that's kind of what we were talking about mm. earlier as well um and that's my medicine I know right like you were saying for you too what's been going on for you was sexual what's been trauma. coming up yep yeah I yeah, think that's what yeah. we've been learning in like the year of 2020 like all that kind of came up all that was highlighted was really yeah. showing us that that's, <laughs> that's our medicine here that although it's the deepest pain that we carry within us and we've right. experienced so much of it in our young lives because we're literally so young we are very young <laughs> like, facing this pain that so are, much pain yeah, like you've experienced yeah. grief and death and and trauma yeah. like that like four to six times right in your life around something like that is it get bad that i actually have to count <laughs> i actually have to sit here hold on wait, wait. oh that was my uncle <laughs> see I, but now i can kind of laugh it's that's taken a long though. time. It's taken a long time. Comedic relief, but I think, yes, it was my, my uncle, my two grandparents on my father's side, and then my stepfather, my stepbrother, and then it was my Nona, my Nono, and that's about seven. Yeah. Yeah, and your dog, too. And my dog, and oh my God. Hard. And then my and dog. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. And you're yeah. 25 or 24? 24. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that's a shit ton, and yeah. it's not <laughs> easy, so I really honor you for just really Thank sitting you. with it and, like, just letting it come through you and work through you. Yeah, I notice a lot too um, how intrinsically connected our body and our minds are, which I feel like a lot of people don't, to this day, it's like we're aware of it, yeah. but in a sense, it's like it's just easily forgotten. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really get the mindful attention about how connected they really are. And when I'm meditating, I'm so proud of myself for coming to a point where I can meditate and just simply cry because mm -hmm. I'm so centered. And that, yeah, and, it, and so much comes up, but I don't fight it. Because when we want to think about metacognition, right? Like metacognition, we have feelings about our thoughts. We have feelings about our feelings. We have thoughts about our feelings. <laughs> then we have thoughts about our thoughts. And it gets so much more deeper. Like, And I don't think we realize the weight of that. And I mean, for you as well, I mean, your medicine, so much has been coming up for you as well recently. Oh, yes. <laughs> I yeah. mean, the year of 2020 was pretty much like a shake, a slap, and a punch to the face, but in, <laughs> in the best ways possible. Like, yeah. And right. I, I kind of knew that going into it because it was a year of uncertainty. And then I felt called to sit with a lot of plant medicines, especially ayahuasca for the first time, which is like right. 10 right. years of therapy in, in... I like that example. In two ceremonies. <laughs> it's like, hey... Boom, yeah. therapy, boom, boom trauma. Therapy. Like, yeah, and then just, now sit with it, bye. <laughs> so that's, that's exactly it. Technically, the ceremony is the easiest part, right? It's the Ironically. Ironically. <laughs> and Nikki, you're going to chill out, Mom, girl. It's all good. It's all good in the hood. What, am I talking oh. about Aya and it's scaring you? <laughs> nope. Hey. Oh, mama. She okay. might have to pee-pee. She does not have to pee-pee. She just wants pee-pee. No. <laughs> All She's right, so Nikki. cute. She's okay. like a little wise old woman.
Which is so yeah. crazy to think so, about. So, ironically, the ceremony was the easiest part, even though I lost my shit. But right. the um, right. integration process has been super long and super hefty with so much coming through. Like, it's been mm. dark night of the soul for me for the last mm. couple of months. And at first, I was really resentful for it because I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Why am I losing my mind? Mm. Like, I was so angry. So much pain was coming through and so much of, like... All the sexual trauma that I've been through like six separate times in my life from five to literally 16. Like it's just been so much. And That's so hard. It, it was really hard and I've lost myself to it. But now I'm realizing mm. that it's been nothing but gifts for me because it's showing me where I was abusing myself and where I was blaming myself for every bad thing that ever happened to me. And I'm realizing mm. that the more I mm. am accepting of the things that I'm not proud of, like the fact that I've been... I've, I've been dealing with self-harm because of it and like, right. like lots of anger and lots of just like emotions that I'm not happy about. And I blamed myself. I'm learning now that that's okay that I, you know, went to self-harm and went to do things that I find extremely maladaptive, but that was my coping mechanism. And now I'm understanding that that's just not working in this new higher version of who I am. I love that you said, I, I love that you said, like, at the time, it was my method of coping. And I love that you mentioned that, because I feel like there's so much, gr like, guilt mm -hmm. around, like, wow, why did I cope that way? And then you start judging how you coped. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the guilt was what got us to that maladaptive way of coping to begin with. And, but that was your survival method, like, method at the time. And that's what helped you survive. Yep. And that's exactly what Aya was yes. showing me that isn't yeah. working anymore. It's not serving you. Because exactly. she was showing me, she was telling me during ceremony, we're, I'm very proud of you. You've been doing, like, you've been putting in tons of work. It's very mm -hmm. seen, but there's so much more work for you to do right now. And here we go. So she took me and she <laughs> right, showed me. Right, right, right. So for like the last couple of months, I've been resentful of her. And now I'm understanding the medicine that she's been showing me. And I understand that this is my medicine here to serve other women and healing their sexual trauma and being okay and not quieting like my absolutely i have been told my entire life to keep hush hush about all the shit that's happened to me fuck that why so i can make it easier for the men who molested me raped me and abused me i'm okay with that that's i mean i'm not okay with that i'm okay with me being full on fucking transparent and making them uncomfortable without any anger towards them it's just my story and my truth exactly and you're just owning it and you're that's, that's you reclaiming your power mm -hmm. that was lost for so long and i like i like earlier too you mentioned integration mm -hmm. that was like wow when you said that it was so hard not to like, be like i like that <laughs> but but th i think that's such a great point too because how do we how do we integrate right back into back into society into a collective consciousness that where some are asleep and some aren't and mm. i hate to use the word asleep because i feel like that sounds judgmental or like hierarchical yeah like, exactly it's but it's, it's not it's just the truth you and you when, once you start discovering your unconscious and how that comes out in everyday life it's hard not to see everyone else's unconscious slowly coming out yep. as well whether it's the defense mechanisms how they even carry themselves in conversation mm -hmm. their mannerisms and i remember when i first started therapy years ago um it started coming up for me out of nowhere because i never considered it like rape or assault at the time because i thought it was my fault mm -hmm. oh my god i was course. 11 always... <laughs> i was 11 that's what we all think <laughs> and it was like a neighborhood kid Aww. that i had a crush on who was like older so to me i was like oh he's giving me attention you know because you thought time... you were looking for it because you wanted love i know and it was and it occurred a couple of times mm -hmm. and i never and it wasn't you know like intercourse but it was, it was like almost, it was like, it's a very hard to explain. It was a violation get too of your respect. Detailed, yeah. right. But it was a violation of, of your my body. respect. I was, at the time too, I realized, I don't, the first time I was ever like touched by this neighborhood, you know, kid, I was in fifth grade. Mm 
Yeah. And he was in eighth grade. Yeah. Wow. I mean. And that just came up for me. Like recently. That's what I mean. The, <laughs> like, the more healing we do, the it, more shit that comes up. And that's that's the path of conscious right. like spiritual right. growth is that you don't know everything that you've been through. Shit mm-hmm. gets fucking real repressed. And you like the way the body. It's. I know. Like I was like, wait, what? That That's considered that? Oh, shit. Uh-huh. And then you put the piece together. Uh-huh. And I still was questioning yep. myself even after. Yep. Which is crazy. Me too. I mean, my right? whole, my your whole, whole life. My whole life I've been questioning if I was I've ever actually, if any of that was actually true. And that, that's why I had yes. so much guilt around it. Because I thought like, what if I just made it up? Or right. Because what whatever. And, wow. and it's, it's not. And, and that's what it's... I've been learning. And like yeah. letting go yeah. of that and forgiving them yeah. for you, not really for them. And that's been yeah. something that's really hard to do. But Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and yeah, like I, I've, I've had moments where I want to be like, you did this and you did this. Did you know that? And sometimes I'll still see the person around the neighborhood. Me cause too. You too. Mm-hmm. A lot of them. Mm. And it's like, I mean, I grew mm. up with them on my block. Mm. Mm. And that was the hardest thing, just leaving the house. And then I just like, right. or even hide. one of them was my hide. ex-best friend's like fucking boyfriend. That Beautiful. I would, like, hang out with. Nice. And, like, and I would be nice to him. And then now I'm like, <laughs> fucking idiot because I was nice to him right wow and, and a lot's actually coming up for me right now and and I'm thinking about it it's funny you said neighborhood because that's exactly how it happened for me mm-hmm. a lot of the neighbor I would get touched because I was developed earlier <laughs> me too I got my period like, at eight like nine yeah I'm like nice okay Go ahead. and now I feel like I I literally to this day sometimes won't walk down certain blocks mm-hmm. because I just don't want to be looked at. To be looked at or uh-huh. seen or... And I never knew what that was. And I'm like, wow, I'm really avoiding to make myself uncomfortable, mm-hmm. to make them comfortable, but the same... It's a very weird dynamic, mm-hmm. but it still comes up now. Yeah. And, and let, I'm like, wow. Let me ask you this. It's so very weird dynamic, yeah. Because yeah. of all of this, do you right. feel like you sometimes want to hide your body? Oh, always. Like, even... Always. I'm <laughs> always like... I'm, ashamed, I'm like ashamed of my curves. Not ashamed of it, but like I'm scared to show. I, right. You're scared... I love that you mentioned that. Absolutely. I don't even like wearing this. Mm-hmm. Even though I could in the summertime, I'm wearing a tank top and sweatpants and these, you know, thick, right? We got curves. Curvy. We whoop And I still wear. My Nona me would t- tell me, my Nona would say, why do you cover up your body? Why are you covering up? Why are you covering up? You're so beautiful. Why? Why, why, why? Why do you wear oversized stuff all the time? Because I don't want to be looked at. And I, I can't tell to my, my mom. Says the same thing. <gasps> yeah. Your mom says the same thing to you too? Well, I mean... I, I, I wish that she would actually want to understand why. Oh, I do right. That, yeah. She, she's in complete right. denial about it and still says, boys will be boys. So. Oh, oh, I love that. That's the past, right? Uh-huh. Oh, boys will just be boys. Okay, so that gives them an excuse, right? Okay. Sure. Yeah. Or when you're younger, that they just like you. Oh, so they're being mean to me because they like me. Thanks for setting the standards. That's so bad. That's, <laughs> we got to break that. And that's, I think, exactly what we're doing. By talking about it. Talking about it. Just simply talking about it, sharing yeah. our stories. And I think right. that's that's the biggest medicine. And yeah. what yeah. I love about you and I is that we're both like on this therapeutic path. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're already starting as a therapist. I'm going to school for mental health counseling. And you'll be out before you know it in my life. <laughs> I can't wait. Like, I just can't wait. But yeah, I feel right. like what's special about both of us is that we have like this new age like this consciousness like mm-hmm. aspect to how we want to handle and like be a therapist and right. once we have like the autonomy like I feel like we could just like our doors will open up how do you see yourself as a practicing therapist like with full autonomy <sighs> well I, <laughs> mama she wants to hear it too um <sighs> you know it, it, it is very it's very empowering but at the same time, what I'm actually struggling with right now, and I'm glad you asked that question, is I think my whole life 
and, and I know you can relate as well. And I feel like many people can relate, right? It's just internal reality we have. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's like no matter how, no matter how many accomplishments I make mm-hmm. or how far I go in life, I still find myself minimizing them. Because right <laughs> your face, and I saw your face a second I said. <laughs> and I, I still wonder, you know, especially as a therapist, it really tests that. It's such a challenge. And I'm being very challenged mm-hmm. right now to feel like I am helping. To, and even with people you feel like aren't making progress. And that's because sometimes you can come to therapy, but deep inside, unconsciously, if you don't have that default desire to really want to do the work mm-hmm. and help yourself, it's just not. No it's one's going to help stagnant. you. Nothing can help you. Exactly. You have to help yourself. Exactly. But, but, and I'm seeing some progress in some, but overall, I question my competence. I question mm. if I'm even good enough. Do I belong here? Mm. Do, am I worthy of this field? Am I worthy of helping people if I'm still battling my own demons? Oh. And, and all that comes up. And that's, and especially starting out as a therapist, wow my grief was completely fresh mm-hmm. in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Didn't even get a fucking graduation. You didn't. <laughs> Zoom. You didn't. A lot of people did, but you know, I'm, I don't want to make that Still, so isolated. No, it's a lot. But, but exactly. And even just now, you see how I said, yeah, but a lot of You're people You're minimizing too. your pain. And I do the same just thing. Just now. Yeah, uh-huh. But I think that's where the awareness comes in. We catch ourselves. Yeah. And, but, but, but the autonomy is very nice. I mean, until I'm able to get that second licensure, the LC, because right now I'm LMSW. Okay. So once I get the LC, I'll truly be able to practice on my own independently, not attached to an agency. Yep. No, you can. Yeah. But so right now I'm just trying to gain as much experience and through this experience, remind myself I'm worthy. Mm-hmm. I'm strong enough to do this and not just be strong, but I'm capable. You're fully capable. And I'm okay. Because you're doing the work and you're just 100%. Right. You're just you. Right. And I'm very humble about it. I hate to say humble, but, but I'm very grounded about it because I know some people that think you know you know you know how it is people who think the smartest ones in the room and i always say if you think you're the smartest one in the room you're in the wrong room yeah you know but that's just kind of what's coming up (laughs) for me right now and a lot of over identifying with people's traumas and bringing shit home with you we have so much in common (laughs) i know when you talk i'm like i hear you like i feel like when you're speaking i'm speaking so it's just like the same thing it's crazy it is and 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 it's i mean i was just i just got my degree in the mail a year later, like my bachelor's <laughs> degree. And Much deserved, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I looked at it and I'm like, no one cares about this. And, and like, no one, this doesn't fucking matter. Like, my, my parents didn't give a shit. Like, no one what? cares. No, they didn't give a shit. They're like, what? It's expected. What do you, like, they don't Oh care. my God, <laughs> right, like, right, well, right. What else were you going to do? Like, right. whatever. Um, this is just the basic. What yeah. are you doing? It's like, no, this is something to be proud my of. My mom said like, this She's like, she doesn't even have her degree yet. I'm like, um, I have a degree. I need another one, so shut up. Do you know how many people, too, don't even opt for the paper version of their degree? They're like, Hi. it's in the system somewhere. Why do I need no, it? No, I want that I shit. frame it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to frame it. So You should. But I realized, like, in that moment, I was like, wow, like, I have, let's just say, achieved a lot in my life, but I still feel the same things that you're feeling that I'm like, yeah. what What do I have to offer? What What is that? And, right, I feel, and, right. and, and I feel like that's just like our pain and our trauma coming through and that's where the work is and that's exactly yeah. what we're doing. And I think that's something that's that might stay, stick with us for a while. I mean, we're still young and we're still like, like healing ourselves right. and we're always going to be healing. But I feel like right. the more we heal ourselves and the more we bring in that self-love and that self-compassion and understand that like it's okay to feel what we're feeling and there's no Mm -hmm. need to judge the fact that we feel like at times we might not be 
um, feeling as confident as we can and like no judgment just let it pass through just like in a meditation when oh yeah thoughts come up like and, and they're annoying and you just wish that you could just be in that zone of like meditative bliss but they're going to come up and just like see them as the clouds and let them pass just, I like, love the cloud example and I think that's what keeps a lot of people from meditation or mm-hmm. the, the, I feel like there's this like myth there's this you know preconceived idea that a lot of people have like you really need to sit and you really need to like just have no thoughts and and oh well I'm thinking too much that's why I don't meditate I'm well, like, that's, that's the, the point, point. <laughs> <laughs> that's the point and and as we're speaking too and, and and not to like go back into what we we're talking about earlier but just to sprinkle this in like I now know and this just came out for me so much now and it's really coming to the forefront about some of the sexual abuse that I really don't think I gave enough attention mm-hmm. to and I'm kind of sitting here like, okay, well, it came up in therapy for me. Mm-hmm. And I gave it attention for a bit. Didn't know what to do. And then I kind of let it pass because I had more important things I needed to focus on at the time. Mm-hmm. Which is what I think happens a lot to people, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I have school to focus on. I can't think about this right That's now. That's exactly or... what happened to me. Right. Until I had this this idle time. <laughs> this yeah. fucking year of 2020 when I had nothing to do but just Ooh, sit with my emotions. And that's yeah. why it's been so extremely hard. So Sorry to scare I, your dog. <laughs> She's scared of her own shadow. I didn't mean to cut you off. Though. No, no, please. No. I every time you say something, oh, that was my fault. I'm making her bark again. <laughs> I gotta stop making me keep bark. She's so cutie. I know. Um, but but now I know what I need to meditate on more now too. Yeah. Because because grief doesn't have to be just death either. You know. No, grief is grief. A lot. Loss of like feeling of, of purity or purity, quote unquote. But you know, and I'm realizing that like, wow, I'm having such revelations in the middle of this conversation. Speak them, speak them. Like in middle school, I used to get a lot of shit, or there was a lot of rumors about me, and I used to have my whole eighth grade class went against me once because it was a rumor, and then they all sat me down literally and was like, "Is this true? Is this true? Is this true?" And all of my traumas were being put in my face, That's so and it's like confirming. Oh my god! And yeah, and I had to go on my eighth grade trip alone. <laughs> And now it's kind of really all coming up for me. And I used to look at it and be like, yeah, that sucked. But now I'm like, no, that was fucked up and traumatic and mm-hmm. bullying. And mm-hmm. and I never really... <laughs> and even like old friends of mine in childhood used to come up to me and be like, I heard so-and-so in the neighborhood and you did this. Is that true? I'm like, no, actually, I was raped and assaulted. But, but at the time, yeah. I thought I was just a slut. That's like, I was slut-shamed my entire slut-shamed. life. Slut- I remember in lunch in high school, an old classmate came up to me and goes, hey, I heard so-and-so did this to you. Is that true? And I was like, no. <laughs> and like, I didn't know what to say. My face turned red and I wanted to run away. And it was like, yeah. And now I'm realizing, I used to, when I got older, I would engage. I never actually casually slept around with people. I think, who cares? Even if, if you did, did who gives a shit? shit? Yeah, no. But I'm just saying I never did. But, but I used to like, I feel like really cling to people I was like dating at the time because mm-hmm. I was able to sexually open up with them. Yeah. But I also realized a lot of the sex I would engage in was also just trauma responses yes, to what happened to me. Yes, so I would yes. quote unquote sabotage and act very sexual oh, oh because God. it's all I knew how to act. <laughs> I know you're like slapping yourself. I'm like slapping my It's all paradoxes though and it, it's hard to put the connections. This is very therapeutic for me. It's really <laughs> Wow, yeah, yeah. This is literally my... You know, I never thought about that until just now. Well, well, you know, we learned in, in, in one of our... Psych- I don't know which psychology class, but I know that this is true, that <laughs> yes. a pre... Like, a huge... Like, you want to know if, if a girl was, like, abused in her life? If she's acting overly promiscuous at a young mm-hmm. age, it's a huge indication for sexual abuse and trauma. That does yes. not mean she's a slut. Nope. That <laughs> means that something bad happened to her at a very young fucking age, and this is all she knows. And this was my entire life. Yeah. From five years old to eight years old, 
from that age, everyone slut shamed me, mm-hmm. made me into just an attention whore slut. And that's yes. something I carried with me my entire life. You know what's life. crazy too? Me and you knew each other in high school. Mm-hmm. We knew each other then. And I would hear many things. I'm sure you would hear many things. And then I feel like me and you were friends, but we would dance around the overt things yep. that we both Heard, not heard about each other, like you know, but like would understand about each other, and I'd be like, oh, why, why do you guys make fun of that person? Like that's fucked up because you don't I, know her. I, yeah, you don't know her, and I actually, you know, know get that. Yeah, I know her, and I've actually been through that too. Or, um, but, but yeah, and I remember too. Um, I was very young, <laughs> and I remember I took a naked photo for a boy that I didn't even like that much. But it was, like, demanded from me. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't want to get into a fight mm-hmm. or get called a slut or anything, I engaged. Yeah. Which is fucked up. Yeah. I wasn't even fully developed yet, then, at the time. And I remember it circulated and circulated. You know what came up even in the oh first relationship between me and Chris? Why? Me and him were dating seven years. I'm already, like, in college, and somehow it resurfaced. <gasps> and I'm like, that's child porn, actually. And I would get phone calls of people leaving me voicemails threatening me to... I didn't what? even... And I would cry because I'm like, I'm so nice to everybody. Like, why do people... And well, you know, why do I deserve this? Yeah. And it was like, why, why, why? And I would hide and I'd be afraid. And, oh my God, I hope this new friend I made doesn't hear this about me and not want to be my friends anymore. And and like, if they don't want to be your friend, then yeah. they shouldn't be your friend ever. And it sounds so like juvenile when as you get older and think about it. But no, like that was traumatic. And those are happening during our developmental years. And that really can impede... Mm-hmm. Your mental development is seeing what you physically develop. But physical development is kind of somehow prioritized over your mental development. Same way in healthcare. I mean, the whole system is fucked up. We know this. School, everything. Society. But now I'm owning my sexuality. Me and Chris are sexual. And I'm owning it, but but I really never gave him much attention. So thank you for letting me talk about it just now and hold space because... As I'm talking, the pieces are kind, of, kind of coming together. Yeah, and that's why I think I'm having word vomit. But, no, you're. Yeah. I, to- I totally get it. But I know. Yeah, but you get it. And I never had anyone to really talk to about it because yeah. I don't know shame or maybe yeah, just I think shame and it is it, not there, feeling understood. There is a lot of shame that comes with it, and sometimes yeah. just thinking that like, what if yeah. I'm just paying too much attention to it, or like what nothing. if I'm? Is it just? But it's not. It's your body. It's a violation, and there's just so much trauma that comes yeah. up just from growing up. Yeah, like just surviving your teenage years, and in the time yeah. you don't realize it because you you don't have awareness. And you and I were probably like, we we both just woke up recently. I woke up two three years ago, and I think you woke up around the same time. And, yeah, yeah. And when you wake up, like it's yeah. crazy. Like, I feel like a lot of people don't understand spiritual awakening, right? Because a lot of people think that spiritual awakening is just like putting on some like flare pants, going to a grateful. Oh my god, grateful. <laughs> Or like whatever, going to some festival and just like taking a picture there. No, no, no. I'm t- <laughs> it's not that, right? And I'll power to you, but like you know, it's mis, it's mis, it's just very misunderstood. Completely, it gets lost in translation. It's like a game of telephone. Someone sees someone's, you know, it looks good. Yeah, it looks good for for Instagram, you know. Exactly. But <laughs> let me like spiritual awakening is just really awakening yeah. to the fact that you were asleep your entire life and yeah. all of this is coming up to the surface and now you need to make a choice like how are you going to handle it are you going to let it consume you and kill you are you going to like use this as tools or are you like there's so mm-hmm. much to do and the more that you awaken the more awakenings happen and like that's doesn't end it doesn't end <laughs> it's and, like you fall in one hole and somehow you end up in another yeah. and then you're falling into another yeah. one but you know that there's this like divine connection oh, divine yeah. like something that's leading us and guiding us through mm-hmm. this and this is why we connect to ourselves because we have that 
that like godly connection you want to call it god universe spirit within yes. us because yes. we are all connected we are all divine and everything is connected to one another so we know being on this spiritual journey and having the awareness and going through the discomfort and the pain and the shit and healing this trauma we are breaking generational ancestral fucking trauma this is an mm -hmm. honor it's hard but it's an honorable fucking hat to wear it is so you know i never thought of it in that in that in that perspective like honorable mm -hmm. it is very honorable it's so empowering and you know I, I, to add to that too because when you're doing the work it's it's not easy and i think that's why so many people just avoid emotion entirely because no one and i hear this constantly even with my clients i don't like feeling sad because it's uncomfortable <laughs> i don't like feeling anxious because it's uncomfortable and i i always use this little example um and i think it's 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 quite funny but like i say like for the next five seconds do not think of an orange elephant just don't do it just don't think of an orange elephant okay go and then they start smiling and they laugh and they're like i can't yes, stop can. <laughs> i'm like well that's exactly the point yep because the more we push things away, it's it's demanding your attention mm -hmm. for a reason. Mm -hmm. And you know, I even see with like a lot of like OCD clients, right? Like they they they're, and I tell them too, like don't don't challenge your thought. Sit with it. Sit with the uncertainty. Get curious. Yeah, get curious about it and sit with the uncertainty. Like, hmm, maybe I will be okay if I don't engage in this ritual you or I don't. You won't die. Yeah, and 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 you know, and it's really hard because I try and tell them your thoughts are not facts, but to them it is because they mm -hmm. assign meaning to it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great example because we all assign meaning to everything we think. Sometimes, like you said before, our thoughts are clouds. But the problem is though is that often time when they're coming back stronger and stronger, it's demanding something. So sit with it. Why am I having this thought? Mm -hmm. What is this thought trying to tell me? Mm -hmm. I'm feeling angry. You know, our triggers are our best teachers. I'm feeling sad. Why am I feeling sad? Why am I feeling jealous of this mm -hmm. person? Why am I compare? And it's like the answers lie within you, but you can't find those answers if you're not sitting with If you're pushing it discomfort. away. Discomfort. Yep. And if you're trying you know, to go yeah. to Instagram to scroll or going somewhere else to get some dopamine. Yes. Some fix. I love that. Yeah. And this is the practice that right. we do, right? Meditation is uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. Hape. Hape. <laughs> Physically uncomfortable too. It's uncomfortable. Plant medicines is uncomfortable. And this is why we're on that path. And oh, this yeah. is why I sit with Hape every mm. fucking morning. This is why I go, I work out. This is why I do yes. things that push me outside of my yes. comfort zone. Yeah. So that when actual emotions of discomfort, because sometimes they're so uncomfortable, you can literally feel like you're going crazy. You'll be able to just sit and surrender. And that's, oh, yeah. that's what, that's yeah. been a major lesson for me this year is learning to surrender and you're not always going to know how but just the practice of surrendering just practicing meditation and practicing being uncomfortable right. will give you the tools to see your emotions as like teachers coming in to show you something exactly. but if you're constantly running away and sleeping or trying to do something else or like not paying attention to anything you're feeling you're just going to snowball and snowball and snowball and it's going to manifest into dis-ease disorder literally because there mm -hmm. is no or organization or order in your mm -hmm. mind in your body in your soul or in any I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. in any sense of the way and right, this is right. why we have diseases in the world yeah 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 I, I i you know and that's what i admire about you so much too because i mean wow like like when i think about you from years ago to now i'm like holy shit like i, I can't even tell i can't i don't even know what you're seeing because i don't i don't even remember you want to know what i remember that's coming up infinity scarf h&m pants <laughs> God. And I would go, I want those pants. And I'd buy them. Like, they don't fit me as nice. They fit I literally <laughs> starved myself to fit into them. So oh. there's no pride in that. And I picture us taking our little city day. 
That's cute. You came to me to get my trainers yes. first. <laughs> we wore the same scarf, I think. We did. I loved it. But but yeah, but, but that's what I you know imagine, and, and I just think about how far we come. And mm-hmm. when I think back, I'm like, wow, we were in so much pain. We were in so much pain. We were in so much pain. And I remember, too, like, it was the year, because we got close sophomore year, and then junior year, my stepdad passed away, and I was, like, in a very fucked up relationship. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> yeah. I was engaged. I feel like both of our, like, situations somehow were aligning. Yeah. But, but yeah, and I remember I fell into such a deep, like, it was so deep. And I always go back to this time, because I think that's where my awakening really began, but I didn't know it. Mm. I didn't know it was an awakening. Mm. I didn't know. <laughs> and I remember I was taking like, and, and you know this, like Molly every weekend because I needed some, 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 some serotonin, something. To show you that that exists. Yeah, like I still am capable of feeling happiness. And I became so dependent on it every weekend. And, 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 uh, and then I was avoiding the pain of my stepfather mm. and then the grief. And it was like a lot of shit. And I was slowly waking up. And then like here I am. And I was doing the work this whole time. And I didn't even know what I was doing was the work. Yeah. I just knew I felt really uncomfortable, but I had to do it. Mm. And then when I was able to assign names to what I was doing, I'm like, wow, I was, that was meditate. I was meditating. <laughs> like, That's so funny. That was this, that was that, that was mindfulness. And I remember too, all I did was just like walk outside and try to breathe in the air and feel the temperature of the air going within my lungs. And every time I had a bad thought, I would let it pass, accept it, but not let it take control and I would picture a stop sign, like thought stopping technique. Okay. Oh, I like that. Yeah, like I'll, you worried for a minute, stop sign. And I'd say stop out loud and I'd take a deep breath. Oh. And then I let, yeah, because you want, you want to, you have the thought, right? You have the thought. And then immediately you have an emotional attachment, a reaction to it. You assign meaning. What you want to do is, because that's how our neural pathways just work. And with mindfulness, you are restructuring your neural pathways. As you know, you're restructuring your brain. Your, your amygdala, when we're feeling sad, anxious, trauma, it changes our brain structure. Your amygdala is enlarged, mm-hmm. and then your prefrontal cortex is shrinking, which is responsible for organizing, emotional processing, focus. And if, you know, so, so, so with mindfulness and meditation, you're slowly restructuring your neural pathways to not just know sadness. Because when we feel sadness... And this is what I realized at the time I was experiencing when I think back to this time. Um, we can't become addicted, as you know, to an emotion. Yeah. Emotional addictions exist. I remember when I wasn't feeling sad, because I had traumatic grief and I didn't know that's what it was, but when I wasn't feeling sad or crying and I actually was okay, I needed that hit mm-hmm. of sadness mm-hmm. because that's all my brain knew. It's mm-hmm. like, hello, we're not feeling this. We need it. So, But, yeah, so you want time between the thought and the emotion. And to put just enough time in between mm-hmm. to allow the thought to pass so you're not engaging in the emotional aspect of it. Which like then that. leads to behaviors. I like that. That's something yeah. I'm, I'm going to take with me. because cognitive restructuring. And I worry. I worry yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. with all this trauma coming up, like you said, the addiction. It's dangerous too. I know. It's, it's very dangerous. Because I feel like I have become addicted to feeling pain. Mm, and because mm, that's all I knew mm. my entire life and I know yeah. I am worthy of more I know I am worthy of feeling happy but yeah. there's still the pain within me in my heart and it's something that I'm just practicing compassion for for myself right now yeah. and just practicing that when I feel a trigger not to give into it I understand the trigger already like I know that like I, I know everything about which all is amazing my pain already it's, it's so amazing though it's like you have a blueprint mm-hmm. now you know what's triggering and then when you're faced with it it's like you know what to implement well, I mean, that, that's what I'm practicing now because I've gotten for consumed you. It's amazing. that I've become mm, like, mm. oh, I'm broken, I'm fucked up, and something's wrong with me. There's so much trauma. I don't know how to clean it all up, and that's not the point. Mm. I yeah. can't clean it all up. I mm. can't erase it. It is what it is. It's happened, and it's 
come to me to become one of my greatest teachers. And now I need to get out of the momentum of thinking that I'm fucked up because I'm not. I'm whole. You're whole. We're all whole. Oh, yeah. You are not broken. We are not broken. <laughs> and convinced. If, and, yeah, and if we just, you know, see that and believe that and start to choose to be happy because it is a decision and you have to break that emotional um, connection, that emotional addiction, yes. just like in anything, right? I yes. love smoking cigarettes. Yeah. I love it. But yeah, I don't yeah. want to continue smoking cigarettes. I know I'm addicted that to it. That cognitive dissonance. Yeah, so I'm making <laughs> you know. the conscious choice mm. not to fucking smoke a cigarette. So the same thing I could do with my emotions. Yes, sometimes I feel like I want to go into a hole, crawl, cry, and be depressed. And then I can choose, you know what? No, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to go for a walk in nature. I'm going to go for dance. You. Wow. And sometimes it's easier. I mean, and sometimes it's harder, you know? So yeah. emotional yeah. addiction is just like any other addiction. You, that is so beautiful. You have to make a change. You have to choose different, differently. No, you, you said such a... I mean, that was so beautiful. And I, I, I love that you said decision because that's so true. Like, we're, we are... So I'm trying to get the right words out because I'm getting, like, so much. <laughs> I always, like, pull my face. I know. I'm like, uh. I'm like there's so much I want to say. <laughs> yeah, no, but, but, but we do have a choice. You know, we, we have a choice and we think we don't. We have a choice all the time. We, there's always this fucked up idea we all have that I'm stuck victim yeah I'm stuck I'm and one thing too is we we love to quote-unquote love but we love to over identify with that trauma uh-huh. we <laughs> like literally I read something earlier today um and it was just like you know we become so engulfed in our trauma that we often forget we are a person in a separate entity outside of it. But we, it's often to detach, right? To, to separate the two and to differentiate the two. Like, I am trauma. No, you've had traumatic events. And simply just by, like you even said, like restructuring how we view it and even our language. Mm-hmm. Like, I am so anxious right now. I'm so sad. I'm so depressed. No, you are having Some a sad anxiety. thought. Yeah. yeah. You're feeling anxious. You aren't anxious. Yeah. That's just a temporary feeling. That dialogue is so important. Yeah, uh, our dialogue is so important, how we talk to ourselves. I mean, every time I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, I hate the way I look. I go, no, no, no. No, I am, I am beautiful. I'm just not feeling my best today. Yeah. And it's, it starts somewhere, but, but we have a choice. And I always like to use this example. Like I always use this example that an old supervisor told me and it stuck with me. And he said, he was like, let's say you bought a couch, bought a couch. And it's not the couch you thought you wanted. It's a shitty couch. It hurts. It's painful when you sit on it. It hurts your back. It's ugly. And you're like, fuck, well, now I'm stuck with this couch. And it's like, no, I'm not stuck with this couch. I could dress it up. (laughs) I could sell it. I could put it in another room. But you're not stuck with it. And that always resonated so much, right? Yeah. I'm like, wow, that makes sense. It doesn't have to be such a permanent, permanent thing like we'd like to do. Exactly. And our trauma, I understand it has lifelong effects and we will be faced with moments that are re-traumatizing that remind us of our trauma that trigger us but we're not our trauma and we're not only here to experience trauma like life is a lot more divine and there's a lot more beauty to it and if we're constantly in the trauma and this is something I'm telling myself and it's okay again with the amount of trauma that I've been through and anyone whatever amount of trauma they've been through it's okay to feel that 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 pain but don't let it become your entire life and if you're realizing that it has been Mm -hmm. that's okay just make a different choice just start to be more mindful and be aware of it just be aware and the more you grow like because I kept comparing myself my growth to before ayahuasca because Mm. I was 
on my fucking shit. I felt super connected to like spirit, to the universe, to everything. And in clear signs, I thought I knew who the fuck I was. And then ayahuasca came and shook me up. And mm. that's exactly what I was looking for. And I knew that that was going to happen. And now I'm in this like, yeah, I'm being challenged. Like you said, you're being challenged in a therapeutic aspect and just like in so many different ways. And now yeah. I feel like I'm being challenged. Like, okay, you saw all the dark shit. You saw all the pain. You know it all already. What, yeah. Let's step up. Like, even though you're feeling, like, insecure about things, even though you're feeling pain, even though you're feeling, like, really, like, t- tough emotions, yeah. do something differently. Step up and do something differently. And that's what I feel like I'm doing now. And right. I think right. I'm just, it's, it's, a cho- it's a choice. And I'm choosing to do what feels good. And there's going to be days that are going to be more challenging than others. But that's okay. And, and, and I like they say it's okay. it's okay. I mean, a lot of things I feel like we feel guilt for, even if it's like missing two days of meditation. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe I'm not this practicing meditative person because I missed two days. And it's like, who the fuck? What the fuck are you saying? I know. Saying? Our brains are like, so mean to ourselves. And all of these like trauma responses, and I'm sure that's coming up a lot for you. Like, I realize my methods of people pleasing trauma response um you know being uncomfortable with saying no trauma response right and then realizing your attachment styles and you know like i'm anxious you know attached i I need to know did i do something wrong i'm the same way hey you're making a face that i'm perceiving looks like you're mad did i do something chris is like i'm just trying to watch tv (laughs) i'm like are you mad at me you love me i'm the same way josh josh can can literally look like he's just annoyed by his phone i'm like he hates me he doesn't love me that's it. He's breaking up with me. Even with friends, I'm like, they all fucking hate me. I know. They think I'm annoying. When I'm authentically myself, I know I'm annoying. Because as a teenager, I used to have people come up to me and be like, so-and-so thinks you're obnoxious. And I'm like, really? I want to punch all these people in your fucking teenage years, whoever they are. I'm, they sure, fucking... I'm sure I knew them too. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, you Fuck probably, them. you definitely Fuck do. Them. Um, But yeah, but you know, and, and, and when it comes to trauma in general too, like we just, I feel like people, they don't understand Maybe this is just my object, no, subjective um, opinion here, but I feel like everything, anxiety, depression, these are all from trauma. Mm-hmm. And of course, right, you can be born with just a chemical imbalance. You lack serotonin, you know, or whatever the case may be. However, I think life in general, just life in general is traumatic. And even if, let's say you didn't have trauma, quote unquote, I think everything you is still considered trauma at this point. Trauma, yeah. You have transgenerational trauma. Trauma lives in our genetics. If your mother had experienced severe trauma within her life, that you are going to be born with the trait. Mm-hmm. And you can adopt anxiety it and depression. seven generations. Literally. And I don't, you know, and even with some, some clients of mine, I try and tell them, I go, well, what, what if... How is mom? Like, I love to ask about the parents. I take a very psychodynamic perspective um, because I think it's so important, our childhood or who we came from or our environment. I mean, everything is just a system. Mm -hmm. And I, like, when I talk to certain people, just even on the street or people I come across acquaintances, it's like, do you understand a pandemic is traumatic. It is. Um, hearing your parents fight within the household, that's traumatic. Parents being divorced, that's trauma. I didn't even know that was a trauma of mine. My parents divorced when I was two. I don't know what it's like to have two parents in the household. Trust me, they're definitely better off divorced. But <laughs> but the point being is that, like, I never knew that was trauma. Sometimes um, we don't even know what trauma There's so many things. Have. And I feel like people don't understand, hey, guess what? You have been through trauma and you don't even know it. Yep. And it's like some people don't think they're worthy of something being considered trauma. That was my thing. I never thought, well, I was strong enough to go through it, so 
And it's like, what the fuck are you saying? Just because you're strong enough doesn't mean you had to be yeah. or have to be. I know you told me that many times, you and G. And yeah, and I'm like, you deserve to consider what happened to you as trauma. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, so. And see that it's not your fault. And see that's not your fault. And yeah. I feel like people shove toxic positivity down their own oh, throats. fuck the toxic positivity shit. I, <sighs> like, I love positivity, but if you're feeling pain, you're feeling pain. And we can't deny that. I know so many people that it, I'm thinking of right now that... Just, they feel their feelings, and they really want to be one of those people that accept it, but they just can't. Yeah. And and that's hard for them, and then they, you know, want to compensate by trying to be a positive person. I'm like, but you're trying to, you're, you're putting toxic positivity onto yourself. You're and hurting yourself. We all do that, yeah. but come on, you know, like... <laughs> Oh, hi, Nikki. No, on your back. Sorry. I get so distracted by the cuteness. She loves puppies. But, yeah, so, so, yeah. yeah. So, I, I, I realize that, too, especially with social media. It's very just... That's, oh, social media. I don't know if you've realized I have not been on the social mm-hmm. media. Good for you. I mean, holy I, moly. But there's there's some trauma in fucking social media as well. I was just thinking There is that. a lot of trauma because I anytime I'm on Instagram or and even for a minute to post something that I want to post, yeah. that's it. I feel discouraged. I feel like I'm not good enough. I feel like I'm, I don't have anything to offer. And then all these mm. people are constantly on it, like constantly giving themselves to it. And they're not realizing they're not living. Are you living? It's, oh my God. Are you present? <laughs> like, are you present ever? Um, and, and, and speaking of that, I mean, I know when we first spoke I didn't have social media for a couple of years and I always prided myself it's so that. funny how we just switched <laughs> right I literally was just gonna say I I realized wow I've been gone for years and then I realized though I take so many beautiful photos and there's so many things I want to share and I'm like so totally innocent I'm gonna share things and you know I want to network with old friends and you know <laughs> and there's positives like that however um there is a trap there's an ego mm-hmm. trap that we all fall into on there it's just the perfect word I keep thinking of ego trap and I I share so many things on there to catch up. Hey, I know I've been gone for a while. Hey, here's me. And now I'm realizing, oh, yeah, this is why I, what I'm feeling right now is why I wanted to delete it back yeah, then. Yeah. And I want to delete it again. And now I'm like, well, I'm too deep because now that's I have exactly, my guided meditations That's on exactly here. what I'm feeling too. So I'm I'll learning. share that. Well, I'm starting my coaching business. Like, mm-hmm. I'm starting a program, Kaboom program. I'm working with Preston Smiles. I don't know if Amazing. you know Amazing. No, no. He's an incredible, like, influencer. Just, like, he's created a beautiful program where, like, we're doing the conscious work mm-hmm. and the trauma work around why we don't Amazing. feel like we're worthy enough Amazing. of actually making a living and, and helping other people. Like, Amazing. I want to implement my medicine. So That's fantastic. And I'm going to have to be on social media. And Yeah, right? It's like, I have to, though. I, I like, do. Oh. But I think there's a way to be on social media that... Again, creating boundaries, right? Like, I have parents that are pretty toxic. I have love for them, but I'm realizing I can't be around them because they hurt me. So what do I need to do? Set really clear fucking boundaries for myself Mm -hmm. that when I do see them, I have these mechanisms of, you know, nurturing myself. So the same thing with Instagram, right? It fucks me up. It doesn't make me feel good. And I, I have been hiding from it. So now I'm learning, okay, if I go on Instagram to simply just make a post for myself, write something or speak, speak in the DMS, you know, to, to whoever I'm speaking to. Right. So, yeah. So I'm, realizing that if I just go on for the DMs and just like have clear intention on right. what I'm doing and then get off and not like even search like not even look at people's stories because that's where I get fucked up like I see people's stories and I'm like oh everyone's living their life everyone looks so beautiful oh everyone's the FOMO so is real. <laughs> so real yes that dopamine feedback which I was the victim of back then but clear boundaries have become such a theme regarding my now social media usage I'll post I don't care how much I post I'll just post my stuff go on my story I don't even scroll I don't scroll 
Ever? I, like ever? I, I, I sometimes I get caught. I'm like, oh, oops, oh, no. she's she's pretty. He's he looks good. Like this kid looks good. That's what ha- I. That's where I set my clear boundary. I'm like, okay, I'm starting to feel away. Uh huh. And I'm getting triggered. And it's not anyone specifically. No, no, it's, it's just, just yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I now I'm logging off. Now I'm logging off. What about stories? Do you ever start, look at people's stories? Honestly, no. That's so good. And if I do, it's like friends I care about. That's what I mean. That's know? what I do too. But yet yeah. I still feel bad. I, and then I feel bad if I don't catch up. I'm like, oh my god, has this one posted anything? Because I don't scroll. <laughs> And yeah. then I feel bad. I never comment on how people's I things because I'm just like, I don't, I'm not on there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's I want to, I'm supporting you. I fucking love you, but I can't be on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It fucks me up. It, it fucks us up. Yeah. And I see how so many people I love fall into the trap. Even I'm like, this is, this is what bothers me a lot. Um, or I've noticed has bothered me, but I'm learning to like, you know, put my boundary up with it. But like on holidays, I don't really have, and as you know, like, I don't really have any family. I mean, and that's a very, very messed up thing to say. Let me reframe that. Uh, a lot of people in my family have passed, mm-hmm. you know, all of my immediate close family, as I've mentioned earlier. And so it really is just me, my mom and my sister. That's really it. That's it. My mom's, you know, brother passed. So it's very, it's honestly can feel very lonely, yeah. but I often practice gratitude and I say, well, and that's what really has gotten me through a lot of my grief that's been coming up. And mm-hmm. I say, well, you know what? It's the quality, not the quantity. Mm-hmm. And, and. And I've told you about my sister and what <laughs> comes with that, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, but anywho, so, uh, but I'll see my mom. This is what, and my mom always jokes to me, stop psychoanalyzing me. I'm like, I can't help I'm it. I'm a therapist. I'm a psychologist. This is what I do. This is what I do. Not even that. It's just I'm doing the work. You I see. S- you see people. <laughs> you psycho- I psychoanalyze myself, my food, everything around me. Oh, I just psychoanalyze always. everything. And sometimes too. Believe it or not, ready for this? You probably you probably know this because you're so smart. But <laughs> but but consistent self reflection is a trauma response too. I didn't know that. <laughs> it is. That's all I do. And, and I, it's kind of crazy because everything your trauma response because there's no one set standard for people. So We're all how, unique beings. How do you stop all this trauma response? <sighs> it's hard, man. It is so hard. I noticed that when I'm getting too deep, I just reel myself back. I okay. Reel, and I just ground and I breathe and oh, I like redirect that. and I center. Okay, moving on. That's a good I idea. I tap into my senses. I'll notice I'm drifting drinking coffee. And I'm like, no, no, let's While I'm reading. How does this taste? Yeah. Oh, yeah, going through like 10 pages. You're like, the fuck did I just read? Yeah. <laughs> I, have to I, read the, I have to read the same page like three times. Yeah, and my thing is avoidance. My thing too. Um, perfectionism is actually, yeah, per- perfectionism comes with avoidance. So when you're constantly avoiding, want to do something, it's not because you're lazy. It's because you want it to be so perfect mm. that you think you're, it's not going to be. So um, you avoid it entirely. Um, this huge gap in my podcast, <laughs> guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly it. But, but I'm sorry, I digress a lot. No, it's always, but, um, me too. My stream of consciousness, like, <laughs> but but so um, but I see my mom and she'll go on Facebook, and then I'll see her on Facebook, and then I go, mom, and she knows immediately what I'm saying. Then she goes, I'm just looking, and I'm like, but mom. And then I'll see her looking at people's big families because everyone needs to show what they're doing 24 mm-hmm. seven. And then I see my mom's face, mm. and I'll, she'll say to me, and she knows it bothers me a lot, but she'll turn to me and be like. You know, I don't understand. Why does the shittiest fucking things happen to the nicest people? But everyone who's a shitty fucking person gets everything handed to them. Oh. And I go, and you know, it's like when you want to, f- and my therapist would call me the fixer. Yeah. Go, go figure. Look at the field I'm in. But because I, I know, because I want to fix and I want to fix. I want to take away my mom's pain. Mm-hmm. And, I want, and my father's very deeply depressed. And I want to mm-hmm. take my father's pain. And then my sister's anxiety and, it's you know, so her much autism. To carry. And, yeah. and then, and then even with, 
Chris, too, he has a lot, and I love you, baby, if you listen to this, but he needs a lot of work to do, too, and I'm really trying to inspire him. And then I'm like, I can't fix the fucking world, though. But it's hard because when you're so awake, and not saying everyone's asleep, but when you're seeing everything, everything, and everyone's unconscious. You're an empath as fuck, so am I. Yeah. You feel everything so much, so you carry the whole world. I don't even know a person. I see their pain. Me, too. I see you. I see everything. And that's not my projection. I can read it. I see your mannerisms. I see how you're talking, the look in your eyes, like everything. Yeah. So when she says that, and I, I try so hard because my, when I feel sad, um, it, or even like I want to fix somebody or, you know, help them, family, my mom, I come off as very abrasive and I'll get irritable. Me too. Like in fact, irritability is mm-hmm. my number one thing because I get so frustrated with the fact that they're not like, help. like, they I'm don't like, just get it. Just fucking help yourself. Like I'd be trying to get my mom to see a therapist because her, ch- whew. Like, my mom's the strongest person I know. Like, my heart Still, every strong person needs some Yeah. But anyway. But, yeah, so the social media thing, very toxic. Especially, like, so I just logged off. And when I did use my social media, I'm utilizing it as a positive influence. Mm -hmm. And I've been getting so much beautiful feedback on there. Which, I'm like, you know what? It's worth it then to make it again. And and I just utilize my boundaries. I don't scroll. I don't, you know, and all of that. So That's what I'm going to start practicing. Because I I do feel the need of wanting to go back and connecting with with people. Because they're... You know, I started the Wild Woman, Wild Souls. Which was, oh, I love that. I love the group too. And, and so beautiful. It I, helps me so much. I didn't get overwhelmed by the group. I got overwhelmed by Instagram and I miss Instagram. And also I, I got overwhelmed by the fact that, like, I don't know, all of a sudden everyone's like going into the group and just sharing all of the, the, their <laughs> part. I'm like, okay, but like, whoa, now I feel like I'm not doing enough, you know? So Yeah. But I just learned, see, with that, I felt the same way. I said, and I felt bad too because I'm like, I know I'm not going to be able to make every Zoom call on Sundays because typically Sundays I see my father um, and that has always been a, just a thing yeah. growing up. And, you know, some weeks I don't see him, but I always, I always make it a, a point of focus because I'm a big believer as when you get older, so are your parents. Yeah. And especially with like grief, I'm always like, I want to make sure I'm doing enough for everybody and making sure they know I love them so much. <laughs> and like, it gets really bad. I'm like, mom, you know I love you, right? I fucking love you. <laughs> I fucking love you. And even for my Nona though, this is one thing I think helped my grief a lot. Sorry, I didn't mean to keep bringing it no, back to this. No, go ahead. But... Sorry, she didn't be saying that. Uh-huh. But I, I say to my Nona before she passed, I say, you know I love you, right? You know I appreciate you. And I'll kiss her on the head. I'm like, I love you. And then she'll be like, I love you, you ugly go. Like, <laughs> and then, but I'm so grateful that I was able to, to give her an So that helped that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Despite all the times she was hard to live with, I'm not gonna lie. You know, she was very abusive in her own little ways. Of course. You know, but I mean, traditionally all, speaking. Tradi- yeah. Any traditional kind of way of growing up. It's it's very hard yeah. when we're when we're in such a, you know. open-minded like time yeah oh yeah but but with the group yeah yeah with the group though it was beautiful and I loved it and but you know the way I utilized it was I would read it and sometimes I feel like I need to share too but then like I would just be like no it's it's okay because it would stress me out more I'm like well I'm not feeling it right now so yeah but I would read it and I loved it I would just heart everything respond when I could and because I get very overstimulated very easily me too yeah and I don't know how to like calm it down because yeah. I feel like I need to do this and I need to do this and I need to do this I need to speak to this person and I want to do everything right all the time and then I just put so much fucking stress on myself and then yeah, right. then I, I end up like kind of going back and yeah, I don't yeah. think that's a bad thing no not at all it shows that you're you're motivated it's just overwhelming because you're it's beautiful because we're so passionate we have so much we want to do and you know but I think um what helps me a lot too is I deal with this every morning like tomorrow I gotta do this 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 and this all before work and then I'm like and then I get stressed out because I feel anxiety a lot in the morning so like a lot in the morning 
because I, I anticipate the whole day of things I have to do and the stress that comes with it. And, you know, so I'll wake up and then I don't end up doing any of it. Mm-hmm. And I wonder sometimes if I have ADHD because ADHD presents vastly different in women yeah, than men. It does. Yeah. It's very different. But I feel like sometimes, too, it's like, well, before we go diagnosing ourselves. Yes. It can be unspecified. It could just relate. be trauma. It could just be a lot of shit. And so many things look like each other. Yeah, that's and why it's I, very difficult. <laughs> that's why I don't like the whole like diagnosing people with like labeling people. Label because like especially for insurance purposes, it's ridiculous. Oh god, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just ridiculous. I hate that's it. why I don't want to ever label myself as this. I'm not depressed. I I'm not. I'm not. Right. I don't have anxiety. We experience depression. We experience anxiety. We experience like yeah, mood yeah. swings. Like we're just such complicated beings we can't put one fucking label on ourselves and then identify with that you know what i mean so i think so we're just imperfectly human we're imperfectly, human experience yeah. is traumatic we're here to experience every <laughs> single emotion yeah and yeah. that's the beauty of life exactly mm-hmm. yeah but i true. did i did want to ask you um so what are some things that you do for yourself like to go back home into yourself and to take care of you mm. when you're not just like worrying about everyone else Oh, God. Yeah, I feel like that's the theme of my life. I'm always just worrying about everybody else. And that's something I constantly talk about with my therapist. I see her on a bi-weekly basis. It always comes up. And I'm seeing it come through in my work. Because I deal a lot with that imposter syndrome within my work. It's really bad. And I tell her I feel like I don't help. But so, so, and especially I'm working from home right now. I've been home like... Every day. Oh all my day. god. In my sweatpants. I know. Oh my god. It's not good for our <laughs> mental health. I miss structure. I miss getting out and putting on clothes and seeing people. But it's funny because I know when the time does come where I will transition eventually back into the office, I'm going to be very anxious about that. Anxiety really dominates a lot of what I do. Um, ever since I was a child, I remember the first time I ever felt anxious. I remember that from pre-K. <laughs> I remember Really? Just, yeah, socially. Oh my god, I what, remember what it. Was, what was it? <laughs> it's so Okay, and this is where also my incompetence came into because a teacher. Okay, so they don't realize teachers, no. um, the ones that aren't so in tune, how much they really affect developing minds. Mm-hmm. But so I remember <laughs> um, the first time I ever was anxious was in pre K. I remember it was show and tell, and I was late um, to school. So everyone was on the carpet already, ready to show and tell, and I was the only one sitting at my desk coloring the world. Because <laughs> we had to color the world for some reason. And I colored the water green. Because I thought it was land. <laughs> and I remember this distinctly. And we are able, by the way, to remember memory so vividly if we have a strong emotional attachment to yeah. it. I know that sounds so obvious, but it really clicked with me. And then I remember um, she said to me, no, you're coloring it wrong. Are you stupid? Oh, my God. That's fucked Dude, up I was like, say. You're I'm like three. four. Yeah, yeah. I'm like four. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? That's so bad to say. I was like, or, and I think she said she said something because I remember feeling really dumb. Like I just remember feeling dumb. So I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I'm like, she's like, okay, now go to the carpet. You're done. Just go to the carpet. I said, okay. Then I realized I didn't have anything to show and tell, and I got really sad. So it was my turn, and I was so anxious. Like I was like. What do I do? Aww. I don't have anything to show and tell. Aww. And I'm like looking around. And I'm like, everyone has cool things. And I don't have anything cool. And I'm like, okay. So I got up there and I took off my headband. I was like, this is my headband. It has pearls and it pushes my hair back. Oh, that's cute. And then the teacher was like, 
oh, well, that's not really... All right, well, you're a bitch, teacher. I, I know. I'm like, excuse me, Mrs. What? Um, who's actually now my friend Michelle's son's teacher on Zoom, which I think is hysterical. So I was like, okay. You should tell him, do you know what you did to me when I was four? I'm like, did you know you made me feel? Like but, shit. And then I carried with me. Of course. Into the workplace. I know that sounds so silly, it's but... It's not. To first grade, and I'm horrible at math, and I remember me once too. I held up the whole class... Because I couldn't count on my fingers the nine times tables. And then everyone's like, come on, Ari. And they're laughing at me. Oh, my God. That's so traumatic. And then I'm sweating. And I'm like, can you just... I literally look at and say, can you just move on? Yeah. Can you just please go? And then that carried with me into my first job. It all carries. And and I'm like, now here I am a therapist. Like, how the fuck did this happen? You know? And it still, to this day, carries with me. So I know you asked me about how I deal with... But this is where... I'm really showing you like where my mind goes constantly and constantly Mm -hmm. and it's always and I'm noticing the more I step out and just mindfully observe the context of my thoughts which is really hard to do because you feel like they're all over the fucking place right it's like a runaway train your thoughts it's just crazy I like go well the theme is not feeling good enough confidence believing in myself and sometimes I used to brush that all away as hallmark bullshit believe in yourself yeah but I'm like wow I push it away, but that's exactly what I need what to do. Need, yeah. So every day, honestly, I just, it's gratitude. It's affirmations because I am affirmations. They actually where you kind of, um, regarding in the part of your brain, I can never pronounce it. So I don't want to sound silly, but like the cingulate, um, part aspect of your brain, it's where self-processing occurs. So every negative thought you have, it's absorbing into your brain. And then your neural pathways are adopting this. Mm-hmm. And then now they're creating this new structure of we're not good enough. Yep. We're not good. Yep. So I really try to strengthen my I am affirmation. Well, if you could believe in something negative and your body ends up believing in it because yeah. it's just what you're telling it's all it. all energy, yeah. Why can't you, even if you don't believe, even if you don't believe, it's telling us we got a heads up. Oh, but, shit. Okay. I didn't know Anchor <laughs> does that, but even if, Me you, even if you don't believe it, but you say it enough times, so yeah. technically lying to yourself, it will become your reality. I believe fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. And, I know, and, I, and even when we smile, we actually produce serotonin. So even if you're sad as shit, even when I'm crying, smile. I try to smile. But but that's what I do with my anxiety and, and, and every day worrying about myself is really, I just make myself my favorite cup of tea or coffee. I wake up, I go right to working out or I'll meditate first and that's really it and I journal and I just I just feel good and I don't go on social media yeah, me too. And, like, and, and until I want to until very far into the day but yeah so and, that, and that's really what I do and and I go for a walk and I just tap into my senses and I really just practice as much mindfulness or mindful meditation as possible because yeah. yeah. that's my time yeah. that's me yeah. and when with work I check out I mute my emails until days I work and I don't even check them until later on and that's it and that's just how I tend to me that's beautiful. And I hope, you know, and you do the same for you. I do, do exactly the, the, the same thing as you um, yeah, with my rituals yeah. in the morning and just taking yeah. care of myself. But yeah, we're going to have to cut this already because <laughs> I didn't know Anchor does this. we got like three minutes left. And I just want to thank you for this amazing conversation. Thank I've, you. It was very therapeutic. It was extremely therapeutic. <laughs> and I'm excited to do, we're going to do more of these because why not? I love yeah. conversations, <laughs> conversations with Ari. Yay! Um, and you all. Yeah, so... Where can people find you? Oh, yes. So my Instagram handle is underscore a dose of Ari. I am also a guided meditation teacher on Insight Timer. You can find me there, Ariana Victoria Galanti. Simply search it up. I'm there in the search bar or www.insighttimer.com slash a dose of Ari. And yeah, and that's it. You can find me there. Well, don't worry about it because I'm going to add it to the (laughs) the description. So if you didn't get that, I'm going to write it all down there. 
And yeah, um, we're going to have more of these. Thank you guys for listening. And it was an honor and pleasure to speak with you, my dear friend. Likewise, my beauty. Likewise. <laughs> it was an honor.